Come on, I tell you, I'm sort of glad you came to church. I tell you, we're this church, we're in a new flow. Do you hear what I'm saying? Say say it right now, I am in a new flow. And in that flow, there's miracles. I tell you right now, if you... If you didn't, you didn't sense the anointing right now, your wood's wet right now. I tell you what, there's some of you need a new campfire to get into. Amen. How many of you, if you didn't watch those services, you should have watched them services. Because in those services are, were part of the direction and the flow that this church is going into. I'm, we're not going into the lack flow this year. No lack, no lackluster. No loosey-goosey. Come on. We're, we're, it's time to live it real. To be real. To, to walk in what God has for you and I. Because I, I, I have done, made up my mind that I am, I am not going to live a life full of lack and, and knowing that I could have lived up to more and missed out on it. There's, mo- there's so much more. There's so much more that you and I, can, that you and I should be partaking in. You know, Pastor Nancy said a couple things. I just kind of dropped, dropped my jaw. I was like, you know how the Lord tells you something? It's like a confirmation. Yeah. She was confirming some of the things that the Lord is talking to you. He'll, he'll speak to your spirit, man. And you're like, yes, I believe that's true. Yes, amen. yes I, I know that's true. Yes, amen. Amen. And God, is, God from the beginning, God showed us in the very beginning of this church. He goes, it goes this church is going to be a distribution center. We're giving out. And we've done it plenty of times where we didn't even have it. We were still a distribution center. God taught us how to be faithful when things were difficult. He didn't teach. You know, people say, well, you know, you, you've always prospered. You, you've always says who prosperity wasn't easy in the very beginning. But we because we had to learn how to obey God, God's word. And when we were learning how to obey God's word, we got to see God's word work. But you see, the thing is, I love about God is there's a proving time. There's a proving time. See, when you learn the word and you're proving yourself that you're not greedy. That when times get tough, you're going to tithe. Yeah. It's sort of like being in a relationship. Uh-huh. Come on. You're not going to leave when things get rough. Come on. Come you're not going to just, you know, honey, I'm going down the street and get a pack of cigarettes and never come back. Yeah. Do you hear what I'm saying? That used to be very common. People, huh, where are you going, huh? I'm going down the street and get some milk and, and never see him again. See, God, God is using you right now. To, this is your proving season. Are you going to be faithful during the difficult times, are you going to be faithful when there's no money coming in? And I'm telling you to tithe. Are you, are you going to be faithful to walk in love when it's your season to where God is just proven to see if that word's alive and it's going to work in you? He knows the word's going to work. He just wants to see, are you willing to stand and lay hold of that word and not let go? See, many people want the prosperity God. God's going to take care of me. He's going to finance me. There's riches. There's abundance. Come on. There's streets of gold. Come on. Come on. I'm going I'm I'm to get to heaven. It's all going to be good up there. Well, I, I like the scripture says on earth as it is in heaven. That means there's a flow in heaven that God wants to bring us here on earth. And we don't have to wait to get to heaven to enjoy his goodness now. Now, when I heard those things being spoken to me years ago, I'll tell you what, it really, tr- especially when you don't realize that you have a poverty mentality. Yeah. Well, I tell you, you start to get, you start to get in the word. You start to see in the scriptures, how God wants you. God wants you to have abundance. God wants to take care of you. He wants to take care of your children. Yeah. He wants you to be healthy. He wants yeah. you to live long. Come on. 
Come on, live long. Scripture says, come on. He goes, when, you're, when, you, when you live a full and satisfying life, then you can go. You can say, Lord, I'm ready to go because I've lived a full and satisfying life. None of us is going out sick. No one's going out depressed. No one's going out broke. Because there's a higher level of living. You know, I don't think it's strange that we got connected to Pastor Nancy. I don't. Because there's a higher way of living. A higher way of living. And some of us have been so conditioned to living a lower way of living that we accept it. We think we have to win the lotto to, in order to walk in God's fullness. We think we need to just have a better job to walk in the fullness of God. When God's got so much more for you and I. Say, he's got more, much more. He's got so much more for me. Let's open our Bibles to Isaiah chapter 55. I got a lot of scripture I'm turning into. Turning to. Turn, yeah, I just said, turn, I got a lot of scripture I'm turning into. <laughs> I'll just receive that as a prophetic word because that word is coming in me. It's coming it's, and it's transforming me. You know, I'm crucified with Christ. No longer I that lives. Do you hear what I'm saying? Too many people are allowing that old man to still live. That's why they get their feelings hurt because that old man is, is still rearing its ugly head up. Do you hear what I'm saying? Well, I'll tell you that just starts to change your, change your life. You start to realize that that you have an old nature and you have a new nature. The new nature wants to do the right thing. The old nature wants to do what it wants to do. It wants to eat what it wants to eat. It wants to sleep with whomever it wants to sleep with. It wants, come on, it wants to drink whatever it wants to drink. But but not you. But not me. Because you're a new creature in Christ Jesus. The old man doesn't really, says, well, he's satisfied. The old man is dead. The new man is now identified with Christ. And that new identity comes with prosperity, comes with healing, comes with restoration. It comes with freedom. That's the new man. The old man, the old man that Jesus died and buried is that's where you you go with. The new man is that new spirit man on the inside of you that when you ask Jesus in your heart, your spirit man became alive under Christ. Now you no longer you that lives It's it's no longer your identity anymore. It's his identity. That's why you're righteous. It's not your righteousness. It's his righteousness you stand on. But at the same time, I don't live a corrupt life, a broken life. I I don't live like the old man with his old natures and his old way of doing. Amen. Amen. And and, and things begin to change when I and I when I start talking like a new man. Amen. And over here in, in, in Isaiah, God began to describe his nature and your versus your nature. And it's, it's important we understand whose nature we old, old, old man is and who's his nature. Because I want his nature. Yeah. He says that old nature is gone and this is the new nature. Yeah. Amen. He says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Verse 8, Isaiah 55, verse 8. He says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. Now, I'm going to tell you something. That is not an excuse to say why you, why you should live where you're, how you're living, the way you're living. God is saying... Change the standard. Your old way of doing things ain't working. He says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. So why why are you going to hold on to that old way of thinking? Particularly when my thoughts are created this world. My words created this world. That's what the Lord told him. He says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. So why would you substitute a lower way of living 
for a higher way of living, for a better way of living. Hear, hear what I'm saying. For as the heavens are high and the earth. And the, let me rephrase that. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. My thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down, the snow from heaven and do not return. But there were, were water, the earth, and it makes it bring forth bud. And then it, and it gives seed to the sower. Come on. God's giving seed to the sower. Amen. He's showing you a pattern here. And bread, to, and, and bread for the eaters, so shall my word that goes forth from my mouth. In other words, my word that came, it's coming from heaven is going to come down and it's going to get on the inside of you. And this is what it's going to do. The same way that rain comes down, notice this, and waters the earth, the same way that you get bread from the earth that's provided through the earth, so shall my word come down, enter you, and produce. That word can produce on the inside of you. Don't sell it short. Don't think just because you hear the word today that it's not working. That's how the devil would lie to you. That's how the the devil would get you to walk in the defeated life. So shall my word go forth from my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. This is your God talking about the word. He says, I'm going to sow the word in your heart and it's not going to come back to me void. It's going to produce something. But it shall accomplish what I, where I, where, where I, what I please, and that shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Amen. In other words, if you're here today and you're hearing the preacher of the word of God, God sent you here so that that, that that rain from heaven can come on the inside and start to water your spirit yeah. and so that you can start producing because it right. was sent into you now. That's right. Amen. That word just got sown into you right now. That's right. Now, whether you, whether you decide to pluck it up and want it to grow there, it's up to you. Yeah. A lot of people have choices. They all put it on, off on God like it's God's choice, whether he wants it or not. No, it's your choice of whether or not to let that flower grow, that, that, that new life grow on the inside of you. Right. It's your choice. Your choice. God, God's not going to override your choice. Right. If you want to live the lower life, if you, you, you enjoy just struggling, barely paying your bills, you enjoy having sick children, you, you enjoy having depression, you enjoy those things, he'll, he'll, just, let you, he'll just let you do it. Because he's, he's not, he, he don't build robots. That's right. He builds relationships. That's right. Amen. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. God is in the relationship building business. That's right. And so therefore, because it's, it's, it, your, your blessing is, is contingent on your relationship with him. How many of you know that you need to keep that gate open? That's right. yeah. Amen. Hear what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to keep that gate open if you want to continue in. You can't just walk up to the store and say the store is closed when the gate is fully open to walk in. God's store is never closed. It's open 24 seven. Do you hear what I'm saying? God is God's gates are always open. Do you hear me back there? God is hearing you sit back there just as much as the folks back here. He hears you. He hears your prayers. He hears your hearts. He hears your heart's cries. He sees that you want more for your life. Come on. I'm so glad he just didn't come here to leave us broke. Praise the Lord. Open our Bibles to the book of Ephesians. Praise God. Ephesians chapter one. Ephesians chapter five, verse one. Say amen when you get there. Because God wants you and I to walk in abundance, how many of you know it's going to require, again, it's going to require responders. It's going to require you learning how to respond. That's why when you come to church, you say amen. Because you're showing God, I'm responding. I'm responding. I'm allowing that word to work on the inside of my my mouth. 
Well, I don't want to be disrespectful. No, that's not being disrespectful. That's being a part of the flow of the service. There is a flow of prosperity that you need to be a part of. There's a flow. And if you don't cooperate with the flow, how can you how can you get in that flow? It's sort of like me asking Pastor Melina to dance and I'm just sitting there. She's dancing. I asked her to dance, but I'm not dancing. You'd be like, that's kind of ridiculous. Why, why would you just go ask a woman to dance and just sit there? It don't make no sense. So why would you have a relationship with the Lord who says, all I need you to do is to respond to my word so that you, the, you, the blessing can flow? Why would you just sit there and say, OK, and not and not and not respond, not participate? Why would you go out for a sport only to sit on the bench? I don't go. I don't go out for sports so I can sit on the bench. I go out to start. I go out to win. I go out to be a part of something bigger than me. And I'm telling you, when you're part of the body of Christ, you're part of something bigger. Come on, it's you're part. You're you're a new creature, not an old creature. And Ephesians Ephesians in the Amplified. I'm going to read you out of the Amplified. Ephesians chapter one. I keep saying one, but I mean Ephesians chapter five, verse one. He says, therefore, be imitators of God. Copy and follow his example and well-beloved children. Imitate their faith. Now, I want to tell you something. In the King James Version, it says be followers of Christ. But if you look in the Greek word, if you look up that word Greek in that Greek word, it says followers. Now, if you look at that Greek word, it, it says uh, it says it says I can't say I'm, mimitus, which is where we get the word mimic. I want you to think about that because you think, well, you know, did the translator just make a mistake or what happened? Well, because you see followers and you see that. It's like, well, maybe there's some maybe there's some disagreement. Maybe just religions are different. No, it's just some certain groups got a little squeamish. And we're like, what are we telling the group if we say imitate God? What do we tell them? So they back off not knowing. You see, this is the early church, not knowing that they were unveiling a mystery. And then it was going to take time to understand that. And so they're thinking we're dealing with uneducated people who don't know how to read. So how is that going to come off? And then they're going to have they're they're thinking about the big story. But God is saying, no, this is what my word says. So when you hear this word mimic, this means what what is the scripture says? Be therefore imitators of God. The scripture telling you to be an imitator of God. What does that mean? It means that you are called to do what God does, to speak what God speaks and to follow in line and come in line with his word. Do you hear what I'm saying? That's good news. That means you don't have to live the same way that you used to live. Come on. You can change the way you used to talk. Don't you don't have to talk like a broke person. If you don't have the money, this is something that Pastor Molly and I learned years ago. Boy, I tell you, when she said it, it helped me. It helped me so much. She said, if um, if someone says, let's go do something and we don't have the money, he said, you know what? Uh, right now, it's not good time. There were some other phrases that we came up because, you know, we, we didn't want to talk like poor people. You know what I mean? And sometimes we just didn't want to go. So that's even better. Oh, I just don't feel like going. And it, sometimes we wanted to go. But, yeah, it's, it's not wise for us to go right now. Sometimes well, it's not wise for us. I want because we knew how much money we had and we didn't want to see. I'm not there. I'm not going to use a credit card to prove to other people I'm prosperous. I ain't trying to prove nothing to anybody. I'm not going to get myself in debt to try to prove anything to anybody. You know, all I'm doing is I'm just trusting God. 
I'm just trusting that he's going to take care of me. He's going to bring the provision. He's going to bring the increase. He's going to, he's going to bring the hours, the extra hours I need. Maybe I need extra hours at work to maybe get a hold of something, save some money. But he'll get me there. He'll, I said he'll get me there. Say it with me. He'll get me there. Because I'm an imitator of Christ. I'm calling that money in. I'm calling myself prosperous. I'm calling my, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing what God did in the very beginning when there was, there was nothing there. When it was void. When there was nothing. You got to know what to do when you, you walk up to nothing. And you're broke. You got to know what to do when you come up to nothing. You can't just sit there and let the nothing talk back to you. You open up, the, you open up the cupboard. There ain't no food in there. Well, ain't no, you can't, honey, there ain't no food. Now, it's another thing if you have money. Honey, we need to go shopping. But you got to know what to do. So you got to know what to do when you walk up to an empty cupboard and you know there ain't no money in the bank account. You got to say, money, I thank you, Father. I have plenty of money to fill my these cupboards. Right. Cupboards, I call you full. You know how many times we've done that? Plenty of times. Plenty of times. I remember once there was a season where we were, uh, for some reason, we were just going through stuff financially. And uh, there was, you know, it's like the devil likes to work at times where he likes to pile it on, right? When you're, he likes to bring that person the problem. Three or four people were going through problems in the church and they weren't having money. They didn't have any groceries. And then we, there was during the time we were hitting some tough, tough times and we were, things were getting tight. People aren't there. They don't see when things are tight. They always say, oh, pastor, you always had, everything was always, no, no one hasn't. There's times where, where we struggled, but we kept calling things in and we kept sowing when we didn't have stuff. We, we sow things that we, we sow groceries, we sow food, you know, and, we, and it's like, well, we're not going to eat all of it. Let's just split it up and come on, let's just sow it. And guess what? God found a way. God gave us ideas of how to fill those cupboards up. God found ways to, to bring money and finances and resources to us. Not just once, not just twice, all the time. All the time. So before someone excuse me, all oh, pastors always been good for you. No, you know you you weren't you weren't there when God chastened us and helped us and 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 disciplined us and and said this is how you need to do things. This is how you need to talk to things. Because it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. You know that's why Paul says I know, I know how to I know how to behave when I abound and I know how to behave when I oh, when I'm I'm in, I'm in lack. I know how to behave. I'm not going to get down. I'm not going to get sorrowful when things aren't working out around me. I'm just going to say, Lord, I'm going to start connecting the dots. Lord, am I missing it somewhere? Is there a place where I'm not obeying? Lord, what do I need to do to walk in that abundance? And I'm telling you, when you're open and obedient to, a, a, for his opinion on your life, boy, I tell you, he'll show you each and every time. Lord, what did I, what, how did I let this, how did I let this guy get in my life? Lord, how did I let this woman in my life? Lord, how did I even get into business with these other folks, Father? How, how, how did I even get employed at this place, Father? Where do you want me to be? What's your plan for my life? And I'll tell you, he'll always speak to your spirit if you just shut your eyes and lay in your bed and after you prayed and communed with him. So, Lord, speak to me. And one day he'll just start talking to you. Da, 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 da. And you're like, oh, Lord, that's a download. Yeah. You know, on, on Tuesday night, we were in church speaking of downloads. Tuesday night, man, I got my download from heaven. I said, it's, it's time that this the Lord told me it's time that you not only you prosper, you're, you're going to flow at a different higher level than you've ever flown before. But your people are going to flow at a higher level than they've ever flowed before. There's going to be millionaires going to be raised up in this church. Millionaires raised up in this church. People, they're going to have money. They're going to be rich. 
something needs to get done. They're just going to do it because God's always brought me the money. Don't make no, it, may, it means no thing, check and wing. Come on, God's, God's blessed me so I could be a blessing. See, it's a whole different attitude. It's a whole different attitude. I was sitting in the service and the Lord told me, I goes, uh, you, you, you give this way a certain way, it's time to bump it up. I said, what? He says, there's things I need to, I need to do in your life. So you need, when you give it, when the offering bucket comes in, you don't, you, you don't give it this way anymore. He's giving me a dollar amount. He says, you're always, you've been stuck on this dollar amount for a while. You need to start bumping it up. Yeah. I said, okay. I didn't sit there, oh God, are you sure? Are you sure, Lord? I've graduated past a buck when the, when the offering bucket goes by. I've graduated long past that. I've, I've, when I, I don't give a dollar, and I'm like, oh, Lord, thank you, Jesus. No, I've graduated. Yeah. And I'm glad I obeyed yeah. on the little things yeah. because God's increased me. Yeah. And I know so God has increased some of you. Yeah. But God ain't done with just some of you. He wants all of you to walk in the blessing. He wants every one of you to walk in the blessing. Because you are called to be a light in right. a dark city. People are going to say, you go to that rich church. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. they all got nice cars in that parking lot. Yeah. There ain't, isn't, like, isn't that just like God do something like that? He, he, brings, he brings Israel out of Egypt. And the Bible says there was not one feeble one among them. Not one broke, busted, or disgusted. You know they left with the treasures of Egypt, right? You know when God told me, he says, take everything. Take the gold. Take the gold dog. Come on, take, take it all. They didn't leave Egypt broke. They left full. They had a lot of money. They had a lot of sheep. They had a lot of, remember, they, remember, they left with livestock too. Did they not? And they, and they, took, a, they took a lot. They didn't take a little bit. If they didn't take a lot, then why was Egypt so, uh, so uh, encouraged just to go get them? Because it realized that we just gave up the wealth of Egypt unto a group of people. If God did it then, he's still doing it now. There is a wealth of the world that God wants to get in your hands. Because he needs more light. That he takes care of his people. Your God, your God, your God is not no illegitimate dad that just don't take don't, don't pay his child support. Come on, he, he takes care of you. And if you go, well, I ain't got no money for child support, he'll help you pay your child support. Do you hear what I'm saying? Well, you get yourself in a mess and God will take care of God, God took care of me during those years I had to pay child support. People, pay, you, got to, you had to pay child support? Yeah. Met Pastor Melina, had a daughter. Right? Come on. You, you, you got those old hookups, you just get saved. That was BCM before Christ and before marriage. I call it B, BCM, BMBCM, or whatever I used to put it on. Just made it sound terrible, but does that sound so wrong? I go, but you know what? It was wrong. See, when you live wrong, you, you pay. You, you pay because right. you, you live wrong. Don't shut me down because I'm preaching real good. You know, some folks want God to bless them, but you got to be willing to do it God's way. The Lord told me, if you do it my way, you'll be rich every time. Yeah. You know, God, God told uh, Dr., our spiritual father, Dr. Ed Dufresne, he said, he goes, you, if, I'll make you rich my way. How many of you want God to make you rich his way? Amen. There's, there's no sorrow with his riches. That's right. No sorrow. There's no, there's, and, and the world, they get sorrow. They get money and they, they're full of sorrow. Yeah. 
Yeah, they do. There's harshness, there's separation. But you? No. Rich. Rich in relationships. Rich in finances. Rich in health. Rich in your mind. Not depressed. Full of joy. Come on, walking out, say, man, I'm I'm the head and not the tail. Say that with me. I'm the head and not the tail. I love scriptures like that in the word. I just love it. Because it just tells me that God is for me and not against me. Let's open our Bibles to the book of Matthew, chapter 6. Because Jesus understood some things in his earthly ministry. He understood some things and he wanted us to get into some things. He understood that when he left, that the work was not over. He said, when I got off that kingdom, when he got off that cross, that there had to be a work of the Holy Spirit in operation. Jesus was kind of like a, also how the scriptures in the Old Testament were a foreshadow, a foretelling of Jesus coming. Jesus was also foretelling of the Holy Spirit and the work of the Holy Spirit after he left. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So in other words, we're still living in the book of Acts. We're still living. We're still living in the Pauline, the Re- uh, revelations of Paul. That's right. Amen. That's right. So if you hear me say, what's the Pauline revelations? It's, it's anything that written by Paul, Colossians, Ephesians, um, Galatians and, 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 anything, and, and anything that you read by Paul where he talks to Thessalonica, thank you. Um, those are the Pauline revelations. Those are the things you really need to meditate because that's what you have. That's who you are. That's what's yours. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. That's what you need to lay hold of. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yeah. <clears throat> so over here in Matthew chapter 6, verse 1, say amen when you get there. Jesus is talking, he's giving instruction to his people. And he's talking about a flow that they, the people need to know how to flow and how to operate in God's prosperity. But I can see Paul reading some of this stuff or laying hold of some of this stuff. And then you can see it kind of resonant in the work of, of Paul. But over here, he says, take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your father in heaven. Therefore, when you do a charitable deed, do not sound a trumpet before before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues, in the streets, they may, so that they may have glory from men. Surely I say to you, they have their reward. Ooh, come on. He's telling me that because they're trying to brag about it, let everybody know what they gave and what they did. He says they have their reward. But when you do your charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deed may be done in secret so that your father who's in heaven will will what reward you openly right god wants to see notice something you see the prosperity scripture right there he's going to reward you openly so to think that god doesn't reward you that's wrong thinking he says i will reward you openly what you did in secret i'll reward you openly can you can you imagine what a reward is think about david when he when he was told that if he slayed goliath he was not only he was going to get a woman to marry the king's daughter come on but he was going to never have to pay taxes again and and his lifestyle was going to completely change that's called being rewarded openly come on there's rewards there's rewards to obedience and jesus is saying there's rewards well, I'm so glad he said that. Yeah. Makes you ponder, like, there's rewards? Yeah. How can ain't nobody ever pointed that out? Yeah. 
It's sort of like going Easter egg hunting. And someone puts a $120 bill in all the eggs and puts a $120 bill in that Easter egg. Has anybody ever done that? It's called the golden egg, and all the kids are looking for the golden egg. With God's gift, Jesus is giving you the golden egg right now. He's telling this is how you get into some of my rewards. Come on. And then Jesus goes on. He says, and when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in their synagogues on the corners, on the streets, so that they may be seen by men. Surely I say to you, they have their reward. But when you pray, you go to your room, you shut that door, pray to your father who is in the secret place, and your father who sees it will, it, who sees you in secret will what? Come on. There's that word again. There's a reward. What you, what you don't do in open and then in the public or what you do by yourself, God will reward you openly. So is Jesus against rewards right now? Sounds like to me he's for rewards. Sounds like to me he wants you to get the promotion. Sounds like to me God was is you here being here today is part of God's divine setup. Hey. Oh, praise God. Oh my goodness. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm so glad you're here. Mm. Boy, I tell you, I just, I, I just, I get so excited. Verse seven says, and when you pray, do not use vain repetition as the heathen do. For they think they will be heard with their many words. You know, God wants to have a relationship with you. You don't have to be shucking and jiving God. Well, God, if you do this, I'll do that. No, how about you just do what he says and don't, don't, don't put any carrots in front of it. Well, God, if you heal me, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go out and preach the world and, and do, I'm going to live my, leave my whole life. How about you just do that and not even put that over his head? Yeah. And use vain repetition. Oh, God, please do. Oh, God, please do that. Oh, God, please do that. Oh, God. No, how about having a relationship like you would have with anybody else? Father, you know, I'm so glad that you're my father. You're always, you're always listening to me. We're always talking. I'm so grateful. And then you just shut your mouth for a while and just start listening to what he has to say. You know, prayers is not just you talking. Right, ladies? You married to a man and you want to you want to hear you want to you want to talk. But men, you got to listen. Right. And sometimes you, you just bite your tongue. You just biting it. You're like, Pastor, you set me up. Now I'm going to you, you don't understand. man. I got to get some, some things done. Well, she can just so that woman can yammer away. But you learn to be patient and listen because God will sometimes will even speak to your woman. Uh oh, I, I just done, I just done it, ruined it for every man. The men are going to get mad at me now in church. <laughs> oh, no, you said, oh, and women, vice versa. Right. He may not say a lot, but when he says something, it, it's going to be important. Yeah. Yes. He is the head of the home. That's yes. right. I don't know why I just threw that in. I just threw that in there. Right? I just salt, throw a little salt on there. Yeah. Right there, a little salt, a little salt like that. Come on. Therefore, do not be like them, for your father knows the things that you have need of before you ask him, but that you should still ask him. You should, he still knows you, what you want. You still say, hey, Lord, I want this. I want to do this. Lord, please help me. You know, Lord, put it on my heart to, to, to make sure that if Pastor Melina wants something, I'm going to take care of it. So she better be careful what she says. She's already done blowing it. She opened her mouth. I didn't order this. I go, you, you put it in the thing. I ordered it because you wanted it. She goes, well, well, see, she don't realize that whatever she says, that's my assignment. I'm going to make sure to take care of that. 
Now, if I don't have the money, I'm going to believe God for the money. But if the money's there and it comes to a different way, I'm going to take care of mama. Right. Is that scripture? Yeah. Yeah, you, you, I'm taking care of I'm taking care of what God has given me. The Bible says a man who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. So she's my favor. So I'm going to take care of my favor. In other words, if I take care of the favor that God has from me. He'll just add more favor to me. So in the community, I'm just going to get more favor. I, I'm, people are going to recognize me and I'm going to have more favor on the job, more increase on the job. Right. Come on, because a favor goes more than just just having just it's just not a word, just favor. That's right. That's right. Come on. Boy, it's a good thing when you realize that God loves you so much that he gave you favor. He gave you someone that loves you. Come on. I mean, it's not like you had some big, long line of women just wanting to marry you. You act like you had some big line. I had a big line, Pastor. I did. Big line. It was stretched around the corner. In and out was nothing. Come on. Praise the Lord. So now Jesus says he's going to give an example how to have a relationship with the Lord. He says, in this manner, pray, O Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Now, I want to stop right there for a moment because people take that religious and don't know what that means. He says, holy and sanctified is your name. I understand the value and the pricelessness in that name. I recognize that Jesus isn't just something I his name isn't just a, a name I use when I'm cursing. You don't take that name in vain. I recognize the value that if I say in Jesus name, Satan, you come out of that person. There's a value. It's hollow. It's it's like a silver bullet. It'll kill that devil right there on the spot because I'm born again. I'm blood bought. So when I speak that word, things have got to change because God answers prayers in the name of Jesus. Hollowed is your name. Sanctified is that name. Because I know when I shoot that word out, it's going to put the devil. To, we're going to put the devil on the run. Years ago, when I moved to Fresno, I, was in, I moved to I moved in to follow Pastor Molina to Fresno. And I was in my first night at one of the houses I was staying in. All of a sudden, I heard gunshot. I heard gunshot. Pow, 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 pow. I'm like, what happened? What's that? That's Fresno. I was laying on the floor. Oh, she come out, come out, come out, I bind that devil of strife. And then the, and I'll call the police in Fresno. It goes, they were so, 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 so interested in the safety of the citizens. They said, we'll send an officer there in 45 minutes. <laughs> I'm not joking. 45 minutes later, the cops, and they, and they don't, and they, I tell them what the address, and they're down the street, walking down the street on both sides, just walking real slow. Apparently, my neighbor must have had a reputation, right? That ought to tell you something. And so here you go. You got you got authority, right? And they found bullet cases, right? See, see, when you when you have a, when you have the words, you have a bullet in your chamber. And they were shooting at the bad guys, and the bad guys ran. So you you have authority. You have bullets in your chamber. So the devil has to run. He has to flee. The Bible says, "Resist the devil, and he will flee." But you use that name of Jesus on the devil. He don't like it. You get a revelation of who Jesus is in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Hallowed be his name. Yeah. Come on, how stately and precious that name is. Right. Boy, there's power in that name. It right. said there's power in that name. Right. Boy, I tell you, when you start to get a revelation of that power, yeah. lives change. Yeah. Situations change. Right. Circumstances must change. Because right. I have a revelation. I have a revelation, a revelation. of that name. Of that name. Woo! Woo! 
It says, now he says, no, but we're going to get, this is gonna, I'm going to tell you, this is going to get good. This is going to get good. Because now, you, now you're going to see Jesus don't want you broke. Yeah. Verse 10 says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. He says, when you pray to God, it says, your will be done, right? Let's read this together out loud. Say, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Is there any broke folks in heaven? No. Is there any famine in heaven? No. Is there gold in heaven? There's so much gold that the streets are lined with it. And yet he's telling you, whatever's going on there, you need to have it come and happen down here. So your job is to bring what's going on over there and bring it down over here. So there is a flow. There is a flow from heaven that you need to experience, that you need to walk out, that people need to see. Come on. The the world's going to get darker. I hate to tell you, it's going to get darker for them. It's going to get worse. Things are going to get harsher and worse for the world because they're in the wrong flow. The devil ain't nice to his people. He ain't nice. to them. He's hard on them. He'll bring cancer on them. He'll bring depression on them because he ain't nice. He's a he's he's a cruel master. Cruel. And when you're part of that miracle flow, man, I'm putting it all down. I'm putting all my inhibition down. Away. I'm just going to start following him wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly, all out, all out for Jesus. Come on. On fire. Say, I'm on fire. Say, this child is on fire. Come on, you're a child of God. I'm on fire. Well, I don't know who sings that song, but hey. Who is it? Who sings it? Alicia Keys. She, Alicia Keys don't know nothing about what Jesus is going on. But we are, we're children on fire for, the, for, for God. Amen? Yeah, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. And you know, I just love how the scripture always just gets in your business. Jesus could have just left it alone. Man, a kingdom on heaven. Ooh, yes, thank you, Father. I'm going to be rich. Hey, I'm going to be rich. I got it. And then, then he screws up your doctrine. He says, give, this da- give us our daily bread. Come on, doesn't he say that? It means give us his word. Let him give his word daily. Let's get our word every day. But then he really messes me up on this one. And we, as we forget our debtors. Uh-oh, you mean I got, I got to forgive somebody who, who I lent something to? Who's, who may be in debt, maybe who did something wrong. I got to let him go. Yeah. It's worth it to be connected to the, to the flow of God. That's right. it's, it's worth it. Is it more worth it that you get your 20 bucks back or, or, the, or, or the blessing of the Lord? I really have the blessing of the Lord on my life. I'm just, okay, if, if 20 bucks, if you want to steal 20 bucks or whatever you steal, I already know God's going to take care of me anyways. That's right. I already know God's going to take care of me anyways. Well, you start changing the way you think about your stuff because it's just a tool. Money's just a tool. And do not lead us in temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. He says, if you forgive many of their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. And if you do not forgive, you won't be forgiven. All part of the blessing. All part this this is how you stay in the flow. This is how this is the flow of heaven on earth. That we, we that we live a life that that is just saying, Hey God, I'm I'm living it all out for you. 
I'm living it all. Let's open our Bibles to Romans. This is our last scripture, Romans chapter 14. Man, we're staying in that flow tonight, boy, I tell you. How many of you feel like your life is already changing? How many of you feel like you just stepped up and heard something that you needed to hear? To hear? I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm telling you, this is the beginning. Because this church is going to start quickly changing. People's lives are going to start quickly changing. I'll tell you what, Bill Winston said something, boy, that just blessed me. He says in seven days, seven days from now, miracles, debts are going to get paid off. Debts are going to be canceled. I said, I'm stepping in on that. Me and my church, all the people go to the River Church, they're going to be debt free. They're going to they, they're going to come in rolling. Come on. We're going to come in rolling the church. Got a big old watch hanging out the window. Seat lower back. What's up, pastor? It's me and Jesus. Come on. Come on. Have a nice lean when you walk. Not, not a regular lean. You know, when you walk, it's not going to be like, I'm broke. It's going to be like. What are them kids need in the back? You got to pull out that fat roll. How many kids need to go to summer camp this summer? Because mama needs a vacation. Right? W- walking in the fullness. My mother-in-law needs a new car. I'm going to buy that woman a new car. You don't even like her. It don't matter. I'm so blessed. I'm just going to bless her anyways. I ain't going to stop up that miracle flow. Grandma, how many cars do you want? Two? That's fine. Let's get you two. Isn't that what Brother Jesse did? His mother-in-law, they hated each other. Can you imagine hating your mother-in-law? He said he hated her. He said, I hated my mother-in-law. I hated her. Every time I look at her, I hated her. I hated the woman. You know how Jesse tells the story? Jesse tells the story. It's really good. Because then I said, and I saw that woman, and one day the Lord said, you need, he told me to buy her a car. I ain't buying, I ain't buying that woman. And the Lord said, buy her a car. I go, okay, I'll buy her a car. But he didn't have, okay. All right, I'm going to buy her a car. He said, I bought her a car. And all of a sudden, she just, her attitude and everything towards me changed. It was sort of like, you know, the scripture says that if you're kind to a person, it's like bring, bringing warm rocks, it's like pouring. See, people always get, I'm going to pour fire over their head. That's not what that scripture is referring to. Some of us like, I'm going to pour fire over their head. I got a couple. I need to pour fire. No, that's not what God's talking to. When God, back in that, that time period, they used to wear turbans and they used to put a warm stone and they, they put coals in that stone and they put it in the turban. So that way it would keep the head warm and it would bring healing. You ever have a, you ever have what's called a warm compress? You put it next to you in your bed and of a sore muscle. What does it do? It's bringing, it's bringing blood there. It's bringing healing. So what you're doing is you're bringing healing to situations. God's word is to bring healing to your situation. Yes, amen. If you allow that to happen. Romans 14, verse 17. Say amen when you get there. Romans 14, verse 17. Romans 14, verse 17 says this. For the kingdom of heaven is not eating and drinking and righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. So in other words, the kingdom of God is not just about you consuming. It's not all about that. It's not all about you taking in, drinking in, and just doing whatever and eating and taking in the world and living however you want to live. But it's certainly about peace and a joy and the Holy Ghost. I tell you, that's good news. You don't have to be sad. 
you can have joy. You don't have to be broke. You can be full. Amen. Amen. For those who serve Christ in these things is accepted to God and approved by man. Therefore, let us pursue the things which make for peace and the things by which one may edify another. Do not destroy the works of God for the sakes of food. All the works, all these things indeed are pure. But if it's evil for the man who eats with offense, it is good neither to eat meat nor to drink wine nor to do anything by which your brother stumbles or is offended or is made weak. Do you have faith? Have faith to yourself before God. Happy is he who does not condemn himself in what he approves. But he who doubts and is condemned if he eats what because he doesn't have he does it out of faith, doesn't do it in faith. For whatever is not a faith is sin. So our lifestyle needs to be a, a lifestyle of faith. We trust God. In Him we move and we have our being.